However, I'm speaking, point that at the, the microphone that you're recording yourself in there. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that'll massively fade back, but it should pick it up. No, no, just, just for one second so I can make a noise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Go for it. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, I definitely picked that up. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> great. So, welcome to Just Make Some Fucking Noise, You Cunts. You fucking cunts. Yeah, mate. <laughs> My um, name is Daniel. This is Matt. Hello. Matt, do you want to introduce yourself? What do you, what do you, who are you? What do you do? Hello, I am Matt Deer. Uh, I'm a sound person. I do sound. Uh, sounds and music. I think you're a sound person. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I do like most of these like sound for games is my thing. Um, but I did music at university, so I still do that as well. It's, it's kind of it, really. Hmm. No, that's, that's succinct. Um, my name is Daniel, and uh, I don't know, I mostly make music in my free time now. That's, that's about it. I used to do music not in my free time, but now it's just in my free time. And uh, what are we doing here, Matt? Uh, well, basically, we both sort of had come to the conclusion that we're not very good at just getting on with stuff or finishing anything. So we made a pact to obligate each other <laughs> to do it. It worked quite well, actually. It worked quite no, well. It worked really well. It worked really well. Not only did we do it, it also, I think, sounds really good. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm pleased with it. So, yeah. No, me too. Me too. Yeah. It sounded a lot better than, than I thought it was. I, I kind of condensed what I think we're going to do into a bit of a mission statement. Sick. Which is which is which is as follows. <clears throat> Our mission is to encourage ourselves and possibly others to make music through the imposition of briefs and deadlines. Nice, nice. And I think that's it. I think I think that's all it is. At the end of the day, I think that it's not really about um, making music towards any any real goal other than than for doing it. I mean, I yeah. guess like if if you, you have your reasons that's cool <laughs> they're allowed but it's not it's not what it's about it's just about i think just a, a real celebration it's hard these yeah. days you know because there's a lot of pressure to to try and be hair to try and be special to try and mm. stick out and 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 sort of meet all these masters and i think that yeah sometimes you just need just a little bit of a guidance you know yeah I th that's what we're I'm, about. I'm a big believer in creativity for creativity's sake like everyone's creative and being creative feels really good like for me like a lot of why creativity feels good is that it's something concrete that i can like come back to and look and like oh yeah now i did that that's good so then i mm. am i can make things and i will continue to because there's a track record of having done it <laughs> does that make sense <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah sort of proving that uh, you exist I yeah guess. yeah exactly but also, I'm. I just. I just. I think for so long I got caught up, especially with music, as like I'd put in so much work into knowing how to do music that any time I would sit down to write something, there was so much pressure to that it would be really good and commercial. Mm. That whenever whenever anything wasn't that, I'd kind of just give up straight away. Whereas really, mm. what I should be doing is making stuff because I like making it, and yeah. 
you know and when that happens that's when the good stuff happens it's funny it's funny it's, it's i mean i i could i could go on for literally hours about my art under capitalism idea but it would be mostly incoherent and i've kind of summed it up already so you know <laughs> It's a bit, it's a bit heavy for the first episode, you know. We can talk about, you know, self-imposed yeah. fascism or, or whatever. Yeah, let's. Not, oh yeah, let's yeah. Not, let's yeah. Let's not. <laughs> and a lot of this, um, I think, uh, for me, the inspiration came from my kind of experiences with game jams. We uh, we were mm. talking about that a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Because for me, what was cool about that, I found that it really helped me make a lot of stuff for my portfolio when I was kind of trying to get myself out there and stuff. Mm. And that was really good because, yeah, I would just I would have to make some music to like a genre that or not necessarily a genre, but it would be something that I hadn't done before. Um, So as a result, I have, you know, some cool like circus music, you know, that I probably Mm. would never have made had I not had to make some circus music for a circus game yeah. in a weekend through this little thing. If you haven't done game jams before, I should probably explain this. When people get together in sort of little discrete groups, usually uh, there's kind of a competitive element to it. It's usually online and there's a deadline and you have to make a video game basically in this little period of time. Usually it's yeah. over a weekend or a week. Uh, sometimes it's longer. Um, and yeah, that that I, I just loved it. I loved doing that. Mm-hmm. I do it a lot. But um, you still have to rely on other people and sometimes the games aren't necessarily that good and um, sometimes you just want to make music and that's yeah, yeah. that's what we're doing yeah it's an, it's an interesting thing like certainly with this I found that I was able to kind of get into like flow into the zone much quicker when I was having like some of that you'd sent me to like jump off from because it already mm-hmm. gave me like a base that I could just like fiddle and just because a lot of my creative process is basically sort of kind of just chucking things together or like mm-hmm. spending a really long time laboriously trying to get something right and then in a mm-hmm. in the course of about 15 to 20 minutes something just suddenly kind of comes together and then it's just sort of like just trying to kind of carve out something like that actually makes sense from it which and it's is hard yeah yeah <laughs> It's definitely it's hard. Tricky. Like a lot of my sort of solo stuff, like I, I just get kind of really bogged down onto like one thing and then I kind of spend all my creative energy on this one thing and they kind of, and once there's that bit where you're sort of suddenly like, you know that bit where you've been working on something for maybe like an hour and a half or two hours and then you're like, there's suddenly it hits you like, fuck, this is, this is fucking dreadful. Shit. <laughs> like and the dopamine's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the crucial the crucial moment. The two hour point is like fuck. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. Yeah. But then And I I've I've tried lots of things to sort of get past that, you know, like um like one thing I was doing recently was because I would end up with so many of these like little two hour projects. Um, mm. Just jump in between them and you know, and like build yeah. it on them. And I, d- I actually do get some cool results that way. But also, I would find that there was stuff that I made that, like, like the coolest stuff that I'd made in these little two-hour things, was just so hard to build on. It's just yeah, really difficult yeah. to like, to like in a satisfying way, like, because like maybe I got like a cool loop or a couple of bars or like a hook. But yeah, just yeah, no, mm. without that. Drive and sometimes I don't know. Maybe it's because it's it's an inorganic process when you don't have I don't know. Yeah, a brief to keep you grounded, uh, a timeline to force you to keep moving. 
yeah uh, and yeah. say just screw it let's, get, let's do it i don't know i don't know if that's what it is <laughs> yeah yeah i think just and knowing that there is you've got i think sort of the thing about games is, is because you've got a short time there's the kind of the expectation is like you're going to be doing like the best you can within this short time mm. so even though i find always what you end up making is kind of at the peak of your ability technical and creative because you've already given yourself the caveat of oh well i haven't actually spent this much time with thing you kind of surpass the kind of fear of expectation that everything has to be perfect mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah no that's that's a really good point that's a really good point it's like, like an excuse yeah like the sounds <laughs> that i made in the in the game gem last year i still have in like my sound library and i still use sometimes because i was just like making loads of like uh, it's like kind of like glitchy computer ui sounds i just spent like two hours like making shitloads on my synth and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know. I didn't use loads of them in the game jam, but I mm. use them like at least once every couple of weeks now, and that's just in there. And I wouldn't have done it otherwise. But this is a super good point as well, though, and this is uh, an, another kind of inspiration too. Um, is and I've been I've been seeing a lot of this lately, where people have been talking about how, especially with things like songwriting, um, just producing. Um, will result in just much better output overall over time like if you write a hundred songs chances are you've got like five pretty decent ones even if you've got 95 shit ones as opposed to if you spend that same amount of time trying to write five songs yeah it would be amazing um I, i think that's i think that's true i think i think that has some reality i think a lot of people don't yeah don't necessarily realize how much of like what maybe artists put out is like the cream <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is is really is really the tip top of it i mean like a, a great example is someone like prince who who made just silly amounts of music like absolute piles and piles and piles of it that we mm. may never hear um and was super selective about what about what we heard um yeah. i think i think that works and I, I think that's what happened with you there is you you just made a bunch of sound effects <laughs> and just a, a pure numbers game made better ones obviously like also there's you have to take into account like your taste and and your like yeah like uh, your sensibility when you select which ones to use and why and, and that sort of thing yeah that's really what that's, that's what you are yeah i'm a brain with which the sounds go through yeah mate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt's brain. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, what music have you been listening to lately, man? What music? Have... I've been listening. Me I know, and Rach... I, didn't, I didn't tell you on purpose because I wanted to surprise you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, me and Rach have been listening to a lot of the Lemon Twigs recently. Do you know them? The Lemon Twigs. Yeah. No, I don't know them. So they're these, I think they're twins. They're the twin brothers, uh, American guys. And it's kind of like, you know, there's that whole, uh, I mean, it's been going on ages now, but that whole kind of like modern bands sounding a lot like bands from the 60s. Well, like the Alabama Shakes or something or. Yeah. Mm, yeah. More like Psych. So more like, um, uh, I can't remember any of their names now. Team Impala. Yeah, kind of Team Impala, Babe Rainbow, things like that. 
I guess oh, like, uh, like a lot like the sing- singing through oh yeah like rotary vocals and yeah yeah I know yeah. what you're talking about yeah. yeah so they're kind of like that but they sound like their own thing as well like they take the 60s sound and they like definitely do so with it and I saw them live a couple of years ago and it was actually the it's it's literally the best gig I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really why was it so good just like fucking rawest possible energy oh yeah no they they are yeah they are like really quite phenomenal musicians and uh, irritatingly young um <laughs> and uh they just sort of they just kind of have they just have this kind of like just you know unfortunately i really feel that their their their, their production their studio sound does not in any way really capture the energy that you get from their live show but that, you know, it's basically like big kind of 60s rock opera kind of, you know, bits of prog rock, but mostly kind of Bowie Stones, Beach Boys, Queen, all of that. I would I would highly recommend. Also, their second album is a concept album about a chimpanzee that goes to school, which wins all the cards in my book. Oh, <laughs> There's a little bit of Zappa okay, in there yeah, as well, good. especially with that album. Fucking, oh yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely, metal. I can definitely feel that. So it's a bit of a, a melange, like an, an anachronism stew of sorts. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, you can hear all of their influences, but they're still very them, I guess. I think a lot of the problem I had with all of the kind of retro sixties band is like that is a really good representation, but I, I could just listen to the Beatles. So you know, well done, guys. But yeah, no, they are, they're, they're just good on their own. <laughs> that's really funny yeah. <laughs> that's cool i need to check them out the lemon twigs yeah 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 give them a give them a shot but they're twins i'm pretty sure they're, they're called twins. the twigs yeah okay i'm just making sure that because that's they're not called the lemon twins no okay all right they're like Could yeah <laughs> Zo- zuma zuma band will save us all that's their thing you know brothers zuma bands twins. will save us all yeah probably i don't know Mm. I haven't heard many Zoomer bands. Yeah, no, actually, that's that's something I'm missing out on. Yeah, there's um, some, some good ones. I've been kind of listening to Zoomer and stuff. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Tierra Whack. Do you know Tierra Whack? I do not know Tierra Whack. Oh, you're missing out, man. Uh, I would say that, like, if all the... You, you know, there's been a big wave of, like, female rappers um, over the last couple of years, you know, yeah, yeah, I a lot of big actually. ones. I think maybe Rach might have played some. Yeah, yeah, she she seems like someone Rachel would be in there. Yeah. Um, I I would say that if if of all the big female rappers, if they were football teams, I would support Tierra Whack because um, <laughs> I, I just I like her energy. <laughs> I like her energy. She only she only has one full album at the moment, but that album is fifteen minutes long and it has fifteen tracks, all of which are one minute long. Sick. Um. And it's re- oh, it's really good. You should check it out. Yeah, it, I mean, obviously, you can. I mean, you can listen to pretty much her whole catalog in like an hour <laughs> because of that. Right. She has a few kind of uh, songs and features as well. Um, but she just has a really cool vibe. She has a. She does a lot. I think she designs a lot of the kind of art and um, kind of clothing that she wears and st- as well. Sick. And um, some of the tunes kind of come across like really long intros in that that fifteen minute album. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. And she, yeah, she just, she has really good rhymes. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. She does kind of cool voices. She's really funny on Instagram and stuff. 
Um, yeah, definitely someone to check out. At the start of the month, I was listening to... Uh, I kept putting on the B-52s because <laughs> uh, on... Uh, you know, Win, Win's always watching stuff on Instagram mm. and stuff from Instagram. A lot of that comes from TikTok. And on TikTok, it was really popular to play this. Um, it's like a, a mashup of Toxic by Britney Spears. But it goes like, hugging and a kissing, dancing and a moving, wearing next to nothing because it's hot as an oven. Like, yeah, it jumps into that part from Love Shack. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so as a result, I kept having that stuck in my head. So I kept listening to, to Love Shack everywhere I go. And man, the B-52s are great. Like, yeah, what, what an amazing. Oh, incredible. I mean, talk, talking so about retro amazing. 60s, they are the king of retro 60s. They were retro 60s I, before it was cool. Well, it was in always the cool. the 80s still, right? Like, that, yeah, that was yeah. their kind of heyday. No, I, oh, man, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, some of it's even more 50s, even, I yeah. would say. Yeah, 50s true. come 60s. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, like 60s color schemes, but like it's the surf guitar and everything. And it just sounds great. The um, I don't know what the... The lady singer, I don't know what any of their names are, but the, she, yeah. the her voice is, is is really just cuts through. Like, yeah, they just sound great on the record. I don't know. So, yeah, listen to a lot of them. Um, yeah, that's been about it. I've been listening to the soundtrack from uh, I May Destroy You. I don't know if you've seen that show. Probably no, haven't, because no, not I many haven't. people have. <laughs> no, but I know, uh, I know the lady who makes it. She's She's very good. Michaela Cole, yeah, yeah no, um, she's wicked. She's, she is awesome. Yeah, she made chewing gum. Yeah, chewing gum. Uh, if you've seen that, she's a also joy. in a few Black Mirror episodes. She's in the, yeah. the nosedive one and uh, the the Star Trek one. She's one of the people who's captured by by Meth Damon. Mm. Um, have you heard that name before? <laughs> the, the, yeah, the actor. He, he looks like Matt Damon, but he was in Breaking Bad. He also kind of looks like if Matt. Oh Damon. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I you fucking know. Google that. Of course, it came straight away. Yeah, yeah. Scary Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Yeah. It's, um, it, the thing. The thing is, he has is he is Matt Damon, but like someone's like made his like head like fa- face area like sl- like maybe like point seven five times in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you mean, it's, wait you mean like it would be like 1.25 you mean yeah 1.25 yeah that's the one oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff good stuff yeah. all right all right oh and uh yeah this was another thing i wanted to talk about well, what have you been practicing lately do you do you what do you practice much what's what's uh, working on music look like for you these days well well Actually, Maybe that can be actually, something we check up on, and we recently can also I have, I have shame each other into. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> it would, it would definitely be an interesting thing to have a record of what I thought I was practicing month on month. Um, uh, I've actually been practicing a bit of guitar recently because nice. I've throughout lockdown I went through long stretches of not playing and losing calluses mm. and thinking fuck. I've lost my calluses. I've forgotten how to play. Then I pick it You've up. You've got calluses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because um, I'd have like, a, I've, I've, I've had a summer of fairly, you know, at least bi-weekly gigging every year oh. for the last 10 years. Well, apart from is that, last is year. Is that twice a week or once every two weeks? Once every two weeks. 
Okay. Uh, and and you, they'd usually be like two hour sets, and I can guarantee if your if your calluses are, uh, are not looking as as good as they once were, a two hour long set in the heat of summer will <sighs> will give you calluses. Oh, that's right. And of, often we often we. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, wait, you know, oh, hold on, uh, wind's calling me. Sorry. Alpha, no worries. Saying, oh yeah, practicing. Uh, you ready? Uh, yeah, I am now. All right, so in, <laughs> I'm probably not going to leave all that in, so I'm going to just quickly explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are some technical difficulties that we are experiencing because I, I have to take care of uh, my dog. So my dog's here. If you hear a dog crying in the background, it's my stupid dog. Uh, that's it. He's really cute. He's just really annoying. <laughs> I love him. I hate him. It's complicated. Yeah, dogs. Uh, Matt, so uh, yeah, what you've been practicing, man? What, what, what we're um, doing? Yeah, we should keep a record of what what, what we try yeah, to practice. What we try to practice. I'm I'm terrible. Ooh, ooh, we could even introduce a, an additional thing in the future of <laughs> show what you've practiced, show how you've improved. I don't know. That's probably a bit ooh. too much. Maybe. Uh, yeah, but depending on what it is, if it's something that's like quite tangible, like yeah. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I have some I things that I've been that practicing that have come into play into the track. So, you know, there's that as well. Oh, um, do tell. Yeah. So the other thing I've been practicing is I've been using my um, my synth a lot more. My uh, Dave Smith Mono Evolver, which is like, uh, basically, it's the weirdest synth you ever made. Um, and it's it's got four oscillators, uh, two analog and two digital wave shapers. And it's got four 16-step sequences that can be assigned to literally like anything. Uh, so you could use that as like a you know just old school like fucking you know synth synth pop, uh, you know like sweet dreams kind of thing. Or you could like mm -hmm. assign it to you know uh, like filter or just delay time or whatever. And you can like make really crazy shit with it, but you know, as it was one of the first since I bought, it was a kind of a bit of like jumping in the deep end. But I learned, I, I read this massively long thing that someone had wrote, not the manual, but like an independent manual that someone had written that was also kind of like, this is how you program synths. It's kind of like, yeah, super useful thing that I have only just finished reading and started reading maybe three years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, that gives you an idea of my practice habits. Yeah. Well, it's not long. I just no staying power um so yeah i just have gotten a lot better at using that and like working out what sounds good and that's what that that little bubbly kind of synth is that boom 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 kind of uh, yeah it sounds great i love the yeah. way it sounds um, yeah it's, it sounds almost like a bass guitar in in those parts yeah yeah it's got a, i mean yeah it's got a really nice filter on it and um it's all that you know the whole thing basically it's uh default setting is like uh oscillators one and three left two and four right so you always have this really cool stereo sound to play with and you can like pan the stereo and fuck about with it which is what uh. i did 
Yeah. It's, oh. it's, it's very cool. And for some reason, it took me... I mean, it was partly because of just vague instabilities in my system, but it was really hard for me to sync it to my DAW. But I figured that out. And now I've been able to, like, properly use it, like, on this track and that. I see. Yeah, so is it... Are you able to use those... 16 steps for anything cool or would that be if you had another synth do you have another uh, synth? i don't know uh, yeah i have yeah i have other synths um yeah uh so let me try to think what i did i think so i had on the first so what it is it's a uh, bum 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 so it's it's 12 i i shortened it to 12 steps and then it's one two on 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 i think just uh, going up in octave steps, like lower octave, higher octave, D, lower, whatever it is. Um, so I had that as a note on, a note off one for the first sequencer. Then the next one was pitch. And then there was maybe another one for filter as well. And then I had an LFO filter time to like maybe once every, must have been once every 12 steps or something. So it's just kind of like, basically the trick with that synth is basically just get a load of stuff, sync it all to the BPM, and then just sort of just twiddle knobs throughout. Yeah, that seems to be the main draw for getting yeah. um, a hardware synth yeah. <laughs> at all. It's it, just it is, twiddle it has knobs. Been... Don't try and understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's really interesting because, like, when you when you start writing with it, and you know the filters the filters up full whack, there's no filter on it, and you mm. you start programming a thing, it's like beep boop beep boop, and you're like, this is fucking dreadful. What is this shit? This is like fucking <laughs> ear hell. What is why? And then you ha you kind of you know you spend a little time on your drums, and then maybe you try and like you know put a little bit of swing on it, and once you get the filter, but once you start like adding movement. Like all of techno makes sense, basically. Like it's just like it's so interesting how how just when you get just the right amount of movement, it just create it's it creates groove out of fucking thin mm. air, and you're like, ooh, hello, mm. yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's that's cool. that's, that's, that's what cool. I've been practicing. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about how about you? I haven't really. <laughs> um, I've been I've been really bad. Uh, well, uh, our listeners should probably know that I'm sort of marooned in a hotel, which is not my house. So that makes things a little bit difficult because I don't really have yeah. like an amp here. Although that I am really sort of making an excuse. I don't have a full size guitar here, or anything like that either. Mm. But what I was working on recently was. Um, soul phage, I guess. Like, I just I want to improve my ear, and um, nice. I have heard that soul phage might be a good route to that, as in do re mi fa sol la ti do. Whatever. I, I, say, I yeah, haven't I practiced lately, say, so what, that was, what those, is that? Th those are those are random pitches. I'm not a very good singer, and I haven't warmed up at all all, all day. <laughs> so <sighs> yeah, and, and <laughs> this is this is why I'm practicing it because. <laughs> uh, um, I guess, like, I mean, I've been, I've always sang, but I've always done it in a very, like, loose, like, I never really paid attention to what I was doing, and I, I realized that I didn't even really have a very good awareness of when I was 
singing a note that was higher than the last note. <laughs> like, yeah, which is, yeah, just really unjustifiable for someone who's been making music as long as I am, you know, that like, I don't even like, I'm not, I'm that unaware of my like vocal tension. So it was making me more aware of that and how that related to the notes I was singing and yeah, mm. and trying to learn how to sing bigger intervals and, and do that sort of on command and, and yeah, and just, just hear things. Yeah. Nice. Sing harmonies as well. Yeah. Wicked. But, um, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to, it, it's one of these things where it's a little bit unforgiving to practice because you just sort of sit there and you sing arpeggios and you, you sing up and down the scale and mm. I don't know, you try and come up with other like patterns to do. Um, and I don't know, you just, you're, you're just kind of trying to browbeat yourself until it starts to feel natural. I, I guess that's the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I might be wrong. I might be doing it in like just a completely terrible way. And maybe there, <laughs> there's a much better way. If you know a much better way, please tell me, please. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of feeling like I'm treading water because of the Dunning Kruger effect. It's doing yeah. my head in. But yeah, th that's been about it <laughs> for me. Yeah, sweet. I think you know, like ev everyone has those those things. Like you know, I you know, I've I've been doing a lot of like stuff this week on like uh, widening and widening stereo widening, like. Uh, tactics and methods because i had to make some hit indicators for some sound effects so like basically when when you get hit by an enemy player or unit it needs to make a sound but it's kind of like this this is very much a ui kind of player feedback sound this is not a sound that even nets necessarily needs to be heard very much and luckily i had a really good reference from like the sort of game that we're yeah, basing our game on you mean like it was like a computer like 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 you're in like a spaceship in the game or something and you get hit and like the the monitors inside the spaceship are going beep 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 or something like that is, is that no what it's more describing? like it's more like you know when you're playing cod or playing a shooter and you shoot and there's that mm. that little yeah, tick 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 retort. yeah it's like that oh. but for third person moba basically i had to learn like widening things because basically what i found was really common in they're super fucking wide and pretty right. noisy and they've often got this kind of like a little kind of pitch thing like a kind of like a kind of uh like a, a sawtooth pitch envelope very quickly and mm. some of them kind of have a bit of a like a kind of midi impact thing in there as well uh, and the reason they're so wide is because all the action is going to be happening in the middle but really really wide is like quite free in games because there's usually necessarily people are going to be focusing and like the mix is going to be focused into what's going on in front like of most you. sound effects are mono and stuff, yeah I guess, and... yeah well yeah because they're, they're mono because they're in a 3d space mm. if they're stereo they have their stereo in a 3d space so you're kind of hearing it yeah so like you know uh like announcer is the only thing that's really going to be heard globally not placed anywhere and then like UI sounds like hit indicator thing. So like, yeah, this week I was learning like loads about how to do like widening stuff and make things really wide because I was trying to just push it and see what I could learn and I ended up using a fair bit of that in this track as well uh, with the guitars just there. Uh, I used, um, so I was learning about uh, micro shifting, which is where you create 
three get three copies of a sound. You've got the original, which you keep the same, and then you make the other two uh, hard left and hard right, and then pitch shift them, like by between like what was it, fifteen and well up to fifteen cents or something like that. This is what the the waves doubler does. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I was yeah. experimenting with that. I know it sounded pretty good. Uh, there's a little bit of phasing, so I just like increased the pitch shift a bit. And then I remembered that I had Sound Toys Micro Shift, which job is that to do very well. <laughs> so I just used that, <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to do it yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I remembered that, and like little things like that, like that's sort of all like the kind of trick stuff in sound design what can you do to so you've made this sound you're like oh, okay and then what can you do to actually make it sound better without having to add stuff because add stuff usually ends up sounding shit mm. <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah. yeah that was a big thing with this track uh, i felt like it was yeah. it felt very delicate um, yeah well the guitar sounds so good just dry so like i would be putting things <laughs> yeah. on it and be like this sounds worse. This sounds worse. <laughs> yeah. And then I well, thought, we'll, we'll talk about that after yeah. we hear it, I think a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the brief kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause we both landed on something, uh, very similar, uh, in a sense, <laughs> I think when we suggested that you gave, you gave us the, the painting, the Isle of the dead by, yeah. uh, Bucklin. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. if that's how you pronounce it. I've had so much time to look up how to, pronounce an O with an umlaut thing over it with the oh, dots. Oh, it's like uh, Birklin. It would be uh, like... Birklin. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it's like uh, or uh, it's German in it. So. Ah, there you go. See? Uh, I, I mean, that's me you. remembering from German class back in 2007. So I could be completely wrong. Who knows? No, but no, I always remember... Nice. my. No, no, yeah, it was because my Dutch teacher would say, it's not pronounced motorhead. It's pronounced... Murderhead, and I'm like, what? You know them? <laughs> no, she didn't. Yeah, no, she was Dutch. She was Dutch. <laughs> Which, and she also taught me that Dutch. If you want to speak with a Dutch accent, just do Somerset in German. Somerset in German. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is though. And I think because she was Dutch and told me to do it, I think it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not the person to ask. I'm not the yeah. person to ask. Um, it's a beautiful painting, uh, that Isle of the yeah. Dead. Um, it is very, very famous. Yeah, it's been my desktop and, background uh, for like years. <laughs> funnily enough. Oh, why? Why was that? What? What kind of pulled you towards it? Uh, I think I just saw it and I was like, "That looks fucking sick." I'm gonna make that my um, <laughs> my desktop background. I didn't find out what it was called or it was by for quite a while. And then uh, I did and learnt more about it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, maybe that's that, interesting. Maybe that does, yeah. that does resonate, me, resonate, resonate with me on multiple levels. Yeah. No, it's a great painting. Love it. Wow. And there's like, loads of different from... versions of, like, Bocklin did loads of versions as well. Mm, yeah. No, and that's what I was going to say. I, I knew it from the Dali version, mm. which is quite different. Yeah. Um, yeah, his is, it's got a longer title. I, I forget what the whole title is. Uh, but it, it ref, the title references another painting that Salvador Dali was quite obsessed with, which is the Angelus, which is like a old, uh, it's like a very sad, 
<laughs> romantic era Catholic painting of mm. these two French peasants sort of praying next to their like meager field where they're hoping to grow mm. whatever <laughs> whatever rubbish vegetables that they need to subsist on. It's really sad. But for some reason Salvador Dali was like obsessed with this painting which hung up in like his school classroom and he referenced it a lot and used to see it in like other objects in his own Ooh surrealist mm. way so that was how i came to know yeah the isle of the dead is yeah his sort of warped version which looks like like i don't know if it's supposed to be from another angle like that's the way i see it yeah that's some sort I'm of thing but who knows stretched version and then there's like the flower which seems to replace the in, in the original painting yeah i'm going to describe it for the for the sake of the listeners is yeah. is an island sat amongst still water uh i would say yeah, it's not choppy. Uh, the island's quite strange. It's very small. It only looks to be, you know, maybe a couple hundred yards across. Mm-hmm. It's got sort of very square cut stone kind of cliffs that look both kind of natural and unnatural. That like yeah. they might have been done by people. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside the island, you can see very tall cypress trees, which are yeah tall and you know, very sort of dark kind of army green color. Mm. And they sort of point towards the sky and uh, it, arriving at the island, um, sort of between the, the, the point of view and the island itself, you can see a boat with a, what looks like a maybe a dead body on it and a, and a standing figure dressed in all white. And it's, it, it's very haunting. I don't know. Yeah, mm. it has this just lovely, something about the colors. It's quite brooding and dark, but it's not maudlin, even though the title no. is The Isle of the Dead. It's not... Yeah depressing i wouldn't say yeah i think i find it so interesting because and interestingly while we were doing this brief we also had kind of like different kind of reason it because you because because uh, you you started out well oh, i was going to do this like calm kind of like quite sort of serene thing i was like oh yeah i suppose it is quite calm and serene because i've known it so long as the isle of the dead and to me you know, I, the first time I saw it, I was like, that is a fucking beautiful painting. I want to look at that all the time. And the more I read about it and learned about it, it's, you know, it look, you know, you look at the sort of a kind of little doorways, like either side of the cypress mm. in the walls. And they, you know, they look like tombs. It looks like a mausoleum. Cypress trees mm. are like, you know, often put in graveyards because they're like a symbol of eternal life. And like the, the rower is like basically Sharon, like from you know the uh the river boatman on the river sticks sharon yeah c-h-a-r-o-n oh that's the name of the the boatman yeah well i mean it's, it's... <laughs> I had no idea his name was sharon are you sharon. <laughs> yeah yeah sharon it's just, i mean i mean this sharon is, is pre is pre sharon with an sh i like sharon i wouldn't say great yeah yeah i know it's just i wasn't sorry it just it really took me out of what what we were describing there sharon, <laughs> sharon. yeah no absolutely yeah, no. sharon yeah, no, it's, it's, it's sharon gorgeous. like the image of sharon is like kind of what you see when you kind of see that classical grim reaper kind of figure like there's a lot of well i don't know actually. Oh, i see uh yeah he's he's Bonin. he's the boatman Bonin. over Bonin. the over the risk he he takes souls from the uh from to the afterlife across the boat mm. river but then yeah and it's, yeah indeed yeah um but then it's also you know it it looks like 
you know, I don't know if you've been on a holiday in the Mediterranean, but it looks like all those islands in the Mediterranean. It's I've lived in the Mediterranean for two years, man. Wait. You knew this about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lived in Barcelona for two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. I'd never really thought of it as the Mediterranean, but yeah, that, that it's is It's the biggest that. city on the Mediterranean. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I guess I'm... it's not a small island, <laughs> but there are no. there are islands there. It's close yeah. to the, the yeah, Balearic yeah. No, Islands. Yeah, it's Mallorca, definitely got that Menorca. feel. Definitely got that feel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that was what I initially wanted to do with the the sound of it. I wanted to, to use these kind of melodic minor sounds because, yeah, for me, they have that kind of Mediterranean feel, kind of mm. otherworldly feel. I'll probably inject now under what I'm saying now some score played on my tiny guitar, <laughs> suitably Mediterranean, otherworldly, and then yeah, I'll bring it back. Some, uh, uh, did you see any other versions of the the painting? Oh, my dog's trying to claim on my keyboard. Uh, I've do seen, that. I've seen many, many, many over the years. Like, uh, yeah, there's like I remember. I think sort of. I know H.R. Giger did one. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to talk about that. It's yeah. uh, it's it's H. it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, H. it's H. definitely H.R. Yeah. Giger. It doesn't have alien in it. I no. went <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, "Is it got alien in it?" And I was looking yeah. at it like, mm, "There could be alien in it," but no, there is no alien in it. But uh, it, it's definitely H.R. Geiger. The the trees are like made of metal, I guess, and mm. uh, it's all this kind of like l his weird sort of biological. Yeah, well, they look like they look more of... like ferns to me, and he loves ferns or like metal mechanical fern things, doesn't he? Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, I wasn't actually got, aware of that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of his stuff looks like ferns. I mean, a lot of the ones I know are just other versions that Arnold Bockland Bockland did because he did like a lot, like mm. a lot. Uh, and maybe if mm. I look on Wikipedia, I remember how many. I want to say hundreds. I, I thought it was only four. It said on Wikipedia, but is oh, there well. really that many? Yeah, I thought it was more. Oh, and there's actually maybe it's just pictures that other people of have pictures done. of islands. That's interesting. Mm. Fourth, fifth, fifth version. So five, five versions. I okay. quite like the third version. I think that might be my favorite, even though that's not the one I have on my desktop. Have you seen Ernst Fuchs' version? Uh, let's have a look. Are you, are you aware of Ernst Fuchs? I I I almost wish that we'd done his because <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Um, his, his all his art. I think that he he Ooh. should definitely be a future brief. For us um he died kind of not that long ago um but his art is amazing if you, you should check him out listeners Ooh, ernst cool. fuchs ernst e-r-n-s-t fuchs f-u-c-h-s and uh, he makes really cool art uh, like even in the 30s i think he was making these like cool like acid color yeah. scapes that's the only way i can describe it like really <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen like what the cover art of Scientology books looks like? <laughs> it actually, uh, looks like that. Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. <laughs> kind yeah, of, it but like, like but like a like a black light poster. <laughs> yeah, it's that sort of that sort of look. Yeah, yeah. He's, no, that yeah. we he should looks, definitely. His style is similar. Have you have you played Disco Elysium? No, I haven't. Right, sounds cool you, though. You have to play Disco Elysium. It's oh, incredible. It's it's the best writing in the games. In games, it's the best writing. It's the coolest okay. story. Oh. It's like deep philosophical philosophical 
philosophy, fucking hell, political philosophy and oh. like psychology and dude, you're hyperventilating. You're really excited drama. about this. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I played it this year. It's so so good. Uh, and also, it's really really funny and like yeah, it's it's a very good game. You you get on with it. It's, okay. it's it's okay. the ult the ultimate in RPG. It's it's very cool, very very cool. Um, there's there's yeah, I don't want to give away too much, but I would highly recommend anyone to give it a shot because it's just it's, it just kind of exists in a vacuum kind of thing. Nothing nothing Sweet. we've found is like it. Um, but yeah, Ernst Fuchs, he's cool. He reminds me of um, another Ernst, Max Ernst, who was another surrealist. Who does like cool, trippy business? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll look at him too. Can you yeah. add these people to the to the brief pile. Yeah, yeah. Did you do... look at any other music? Well, actually, look at listen to any other music inspired mm-hmm. by the painting, The Isle of the Dead. Um, no, I didn't. Most actually. famous is Rachmaninoff's. Uh, he has a a I guess it's a symphony or a small yeah it's about 20 minutes long uh, I don't rate it personally uh, <laughs> no offense to Rachmaninoff uh, oh yeah I think because I before. like some of his stuff um yeah it's 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 got like millions of views on YouTube right? because I mean the I mean the title is quite grabbing as is yeah. the painting as is often the the image but um yeah. Um, uh, personally, it wasn't wasn't my favorite piece of music. It felt like a, a good like twelve minutes of tuning up, and then like one really cool chord, uh, <laughs> and then and then <laughs> and then it was like, all right. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that's just the romantic period in general. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. R- romantic period is not is not my favorite type of music. It, uh, it's not to say it's, it's all a... bad at all, but generally, no. I find that I'm. I'm very rarely in a in a place where I can listen to it properly and not be either exhausted or distracted. I just <laughs> I, I just find it very dense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's too much. I don't, I, nobody has time to be that emotive. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it can it can be a lot. I mean, I'm 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 far from a from you know a seasoned listening to classical music, but I have listened to quite a lot and I know that romantic period is generally one that I won't get much from. <laughs> it's not my, not my favourite. <laughs> not my favourite. <laughs> Sorry, right, Manonov. Uh, some other songs uh, named for the Isle of the Dead. Uh, Jaunty has one. Remember Jaunty? Uh, no. Who? What? No, you know, I'm kind of glad you said that because like I recognized the name and I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to dislike this person. But yeah, no, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, anyway, Jaunty. There was another one by uh, a band. How do you spell that? J-O-N-T-I. I I think he's, uh, I'm not sure where he's from. He makes kind of sort of psychedelic hip-hop-y stuff. Okay, yeah. There's also, yeah, very... That's just me. Older millennially. Australian. Cool. Oh, is he Australian? No. Apparently. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, that exists. Uh, there's also uh, a song by, uh, I, I want to say it was a 70s hard rock 
come metal band called Manila Road I hadn't heard of before. Cool. I've heard of that. Um, I think. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, not uh, not not I, particularly. I feel like I recognize with. the name also. No, the song wasn't great. Um, <laughs> it was. It, it has that very you know you know that kind of seventies hard rock production where like the vocal is really quiet but also super reverby um kind of kind of like dio almost you know but like just much quieter yeah i guess yeah. Yeah. um it also starts off with this really disjointed kind of drum solo which doesn't really fit the the rest of the song um but it was still <laughs> fun to listen to so it, it was it was, was kind of good work you know i don't want to like judge manila road too much from it because i just searched isle of the dead and listened to whatever came up so it was probably like a b-side <laughs> or something for them you know so if you're <laughs> emotionally invested in the work of manila road and uh, you're taking offense to this please don't you know i i, I, <laughs> just, I thought it was don't. a good tune i enjoyed listening to it <laughs> <laughs> just don't don't take offense don't take offense dick. <laughs> don't do that <laughs> I think, all right so, i think that's why that's good advice on any in any context yeah yeah just generally don't, don't take offense don't take offense yeah <laughs> all right so <laughs> let's let's listen to this song then let's let's put uh, it in uh, let, 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 let's let's let it let's let it play uh, for for posterity. Let's listen to it ourselves. Yeah. All right. Let. Shall we just? So it's not all lies.
You alright? <laughs> Fucking, yeah, mate. It's a mood. I'm well chuffed with that. Yeah, I'm very pleased with that. It's, it's, that, it's, that's... it's a powerful mood, which is what I love about it. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. It's a mood. It's a mood. Um, it's, a, it's very cool. I'm, I'm pleased. No, I'm, it, <laughs> it, what, what kind of vibes did it give you in the end? Because like, well, I, I said to you that, you know, the, the kind of melody of it does remind me a little of uh, yeah, So What by Miles Davis, mm. um, just because it does that same thing. And it seemed like the yeah. same relative chord tones, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. yeah, but it also kind of gave me like a feel sort of like, um, you know, like Breathe from Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely got a Pink Floyd feel, actually, now you say that. Yeah, yeah. even just the guitar sound as well. Mm. Um, which uh, yeah, we need to talk about the we need to talk about the sex pickup. Yeah, this. Uh, I mean, yeah. When when Dan sent this over to me, I was like, "What the fuck did you do this this guitar? It sounds so good." And it was like, "It it's just the sound of it." I'm like, "Oh well, I can't do that." <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's yeah, so good. It's I'm so gonna good. In, I'm gonna inject here. Just for the listeners, the sound of me just literally playing a note on this yeah. this bloody Stratocaster. It, it sounds brilliant. It sounds so good. So I want to point out that what it is, is a 96 made in Mexico Stratocaster. And it was crap uh, when I had it. It was in various states of unplayability. <laughs> the uh, When I opened it up, the wiring was it just looked disgusting. It was all like burnt and whatnot. The nut was broken, so it could only hold five strings. <laughs> um, oh. Which I I put I put down to four because you know Wynn can play ukulele and stuff. So when I make a four string guitar, she can kind of play it. You know what I mean? Like it's not the same yeah. chords, but it's like yeah, it's like a lower ukulele basically. Oh. But she hated it because it, it sounded so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so bad. So I decided to change the pickups, and I got this set of Wilkinsons. It's the Alnico. 60s set not the hot set or anything mm. and they're about 70 dollars for all three really cheap I, I when i went looking my in my head my conception of how much a, a pickup cost was about 70 to 100 dollars mm. uh, so when i saw that people were raving about this set and oh pardon me bit of gas uh and uh yeah i could pick up for that little i was like yeah let's do it and i uh, stuck them in there and it just sounds so good uh, i want to point out that the neck pickup is just the only one that sounds this amazing the bridge pickup sounds similar uh, sorry the the middle pickup sounds similar but um just not quite as good doesn't have just as round and big a sound and the bridge pickup to me just sounds weedy and i don't know if maybe back in the 60s because Stratocasters were new, they were trying to make the bridge pickup sound like a Telecaster. That mm. that's my concession. Either that or just it sounds like that. Um and is basically unusable <laughs> to me uh. unless it's like a high gain sound. But yeah, no, I mean and even putting it through any sort of amp modeler or anything makes it sound so much worse. Just because I guess a lot of <laughs> amp sims come with some sort of low cut, maybe, or some uh, just compress the low end in a way that isn't super yeah. obvious and it just really i don't know like it somehow makes it go from sounding like this huge piece of sexy metal mm. to not sounding like that um yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's, I think it's just iterates like, you know, always that thing, you know, it's always important to get a great sound at source because once you have a great sound at source, like, you don't need to do anything to it. And mm. I guess when you put an amp model on it, you're you're putting, I guess, uh, what what am I trying to say? It, you're, you're putting uh, an idealized EQ on something that already sounds nice. Mm. So the chances that it's going to match up, like it's, I, I guess, like you know, a lot of like amp modeling, especially like VST and that, is making your DI guitar sound sound like amp guitar sound good but if it already sounds good mm. then well fuck it <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you know? yeah no exactly and like, that's why i, there, know, I, I mean i didn't like, put any on it did did you put any sort of sim or anything or is it just what, what, uh, what I went mean, on it in the end i i mean yeah i mean my 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 approach to production is chuck shit on things and see what sticks i mm. ended up i ended up basically taking off most of what i put on but i think i did Okay, so I have guitar rig on it with nothing loaded. <laughs> so there you go. I've That's just got funny. guitar rig on there, eating up some CPU, doing fuck all. Um, <laughs> then I, for the for the first part, I put it through a speakerphone, which is a, um, it's a it's a software that you, that like emulates um, speakers and other like things mm. that make noise uh put it through like a, a like an old uh like 50s 40s radio speaker um and like did some eq and stuff on that so that's that first part so that when it kind of comes in uh with the full guitar sound it makes it sound even more full because your mm. brain's gotten so used like it's 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 used a lot that kind of attack is like you hear the lo-fi version you're like oh this lo-fi version is pretty cool and then mm. it comes out it take off this the uh, lo-fi filter and your brain goes oh wow now it sounds really good and that's what i wanted to <laughs> it's do. a lot in it's used a lot for drops now I yeah would say, yeah exactly i mean it, exactly. it probably always was especially in like house yeah. type stuff the big filter yeah drop, yeah but it's it's that it's that you know you you, you build Thanks. something up and so the, the ear gets used to it now yeah this is cool i like this and then you just like pull pull this thing out of your pocket like Oh, I was hiding like fucking like 10k of like hertz, <laughs> mate. You didn't even know. And then, uh, then there it is. And then, and then most most other things I put on it was just widening things because it already sounded kind of wide, but I wanted it to be really wide because, uh, well, for most I, a lot of it probably because I'm mixing on headphones. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. No. That's that's good a reason as any it yeah. still sounds nice I, I i did listen to it on um i don't have much of a setup here in the hotel but i did listen to it on my phone um mm. just nakedly and before you did that last master on it and it sounded great i could still hear you could still hear all the parts you know yeah yeah i mean it's yeah, a pretty there's 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 not too much really going on like you know i sort of added a, a couple bits like i added the synth and i added the bass and then most of the other stuff is just sort of adding just sort of like sweetener stuff like reverb and like, well, loads of reverb. I basically, <laughs> I basically put all the guitar through some big reverb and echo chain uh, and then reversed it. And then, so that, that, that bit you hear at the start, that kind of, 
is basically the the first is is your first um guitar line the da, da, through mm -hmm. reverb and then reversed and then unreversed back into each other so it's going na, 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 back and forth so kind of like waves and then mm. i put that back through the reverb that it was going through anyway so it's a reverb of a reverb and then right at the end where you've got your your tremolo guitar bit i pitched those to the um to the the chords you were doing with the tremolo so uh -huh. which kind of like even amplified even more the kind of like weird choral quality that you got from it like yeah, uh, no, yeah. I felt that. I I thought was there um there wasn't like a choir or anything in there, right? Uh, no, there was not a choir in that. There, at the very start, there is the sound. Like I, I will actually, I will. Uh, can I show you? Or maybe I can't show you. But um, uh, basically, I think at some point I recorded. I don't even know what it sounds like. My voice going whoa blah, whoa 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 whoa, just singing along to some crap. And I was like, well, that's shit. Mm -hmm. uh, so I reversed it, pitched it down an octave and sent it to the reverb and deleted the master send. So there is a little bit of pitched down warbling just underneath that intro bit that you can just about hear. It kind of sounds like uh, someone doing throat singing, but like a couple of islands over. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. On the, on the Isle of the Shed. Yeah, yeah, and then so, uh, so the full of garden tools, and then that that reversing worked so well. So I, what I did was I took the rest of the reverse of the guitar, and chopped it up. Uh, so I used one of the guitar tracks. I think sort of the main high lead part. I before I reversed it, I chopped it up per like note. So each note was. What am I trying to say? Yeah, yeah. So I, I chopped it up per note, but it's all covered in reverb, so you can't really tell. And then I reversed it. And then so every uh, every note on the high guitar has a lead-in reverseness reverb of it. Oh, okay. So that's that's what you're hearing. Sort of in the main guitar part, you're hearing that kind of... That's... No, that makes a lot of sense because when yeah. I was listening to it, I, I'm, I guess like I felt like... The reverse, I felt like the reverse reverb worked too well the way it led into things. I was like, I mean, I just assumed because of the way I heard it, like, oh, you know, he's just reversed it or whatever. But I didn't think you'd went to, yeah, this kind of minutia of yeah, details. Yeah, this is this this yeah, this is basically where what happens when someone who makes sound effects does the mixing. <laughs> it's does just like this. yeah, right. You're gonna chop, chop all this up. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but this is all just. But it was actually a good uh, approach altogether, no? Because mm. I think like well, because all I did really was I made very simple track. Uh, you know, a very simple melody over some mm. kind of weird chords, which I played. It, it's three guitar parts that I recorded in in the main kind of body of the sections. Uh, yeah. One one's doing a lead part. One's doing sort of middle. Uh, chord tones and then there's yeah like a bass note just to, to fill that out a little bit more yeah um, and I recorded that I initially put the drums in just as a guide um, because mm. it's at an incredibly slow tempo uh, on Ableton it says it's 43 BPM but I was thinking about it actually that's not correct because in order to get 12.8 I had to put in triplets so it would actually be 
a different number than 43 that I am unable to mathematically work out in my head right now. Um, <laughs> I assume yeah. higher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still, still achingly slow tempo. So it was, it was very, very hard to do without, um, yeah, something keeping me in time. But then uh, I just, I, I quite like the rhythm. I like the sound of it. And, and I don't yeah. know, it was like a nice touch. It kind of, um, it's not really even the hip hop feel. It's more like a lo-fi kind of sound. I guess because yeah. you don't really get hip hop in twelve eight. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a really nice sound. Like you know, I didn't want to do. I I sort of did a little bit stick. Well, I put a uh, on the hat. I put a um, an eighty an eighth triplet uh, tremolo and a what did I oh, wait? What did I do? No, that's the guitar. You put a that's tremolo what... on it so it so that it like no. jumps up off the beat or uh what did I do? I put yeah, so I put a two bar long tremolo on it and then an eighth um note delay on it. So basically you're it's like you're hearing the drummer just do it have a little bit of a, a kind of a, a shuffle on it because I like mm. I think I moved it around a bit. Basically it sounds like he's playing more when he's not and it's it's sort of it's faking uh, velocity having ghost notes. Yeah, it's faking ghost notes. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, oh, I just sort of. And that's it's quite like, cool. I, use, I, need, yeah. I need to listen to it closer. Uh, <laughs> I use the um, Sound Toys Echo Boy, and Echo Boy is just like it's it's the best delay. It's the best. Oh. It's just it, it's that's the best. Strong grades. Yeah, it's 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 just great. Just sounds brilliant. Uh, really groovy. Uh, I think I didn't really do much else to, um, I didn't do much else. Oh, I put it through, uh, RX 950, um, which is, a a, um, old, old sampler emulator, just like mm. reduce the bandwidth a bit, just to give it a bit of tiny, a bit of crunch. Um, cause on the drums. It, yeah. Just on the drum bus. Oh, and I put the synth through it as well. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, well. <laughs> The what your one the the diving synth yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that's quite good that's that's a nice synth sound that's um that's a free VST by the way if you're if you're listening to that that's a zebralette by Uwe. oh yeah Zebra. I'm not sure how yeah yeah not sure how to pronounce the company's name Ulrich Heckman I think is the guy's name um U hyphen H E um, yeah U he yeah and uh, you can get that one for free zebralette but it's uh, nice. Hans Zimmer uses Zebra 2 like almost exclusively, I think. I think that's his go-to synth. Um, but that's expensive. The Zebralette, that's free, and it sounds as good. It doesn't yeah, do as much cool. stuff. It sounds so nice. Like It doesn't do everything that you would want a synth to do, maybe. <laughs> but the things it does do sound amazing, and that's what we're, yeah. <laughs> we're just talking about. Yeah. Sometimes that's better. I did. I did put a little bit of um, ozone, uh, isotope ozone exciter on there as well. Put in some uh, tape excitation, which I think nice. kind of really brought out that kind of that bit at the end of it. Where it goes, ooh, 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 the, you kind of help start hearing the steps, and uh, mm -hmm. I think that sounds mm -hmm. really cool actually hearing the steps. It is cool. Somehow, I mean, it just sort of, um, I used Ableton's kind of ability to make like a, a logarithmic curve and it's just like the, the pitch knob that I've set to automate. Mm. But it follows the 
<laughs> it kind of follows the key very well of the chords very nicely. Yeah, in it a does subtle way. If, yeah, yeah. Now uh, you mention it, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nice. It's nice. It's, I mean, that's yeah, kind of an accident. I like um, the ozone uh, exciter stuff, but sometimes yeah. I feel like when you add the ozone stuff, it's good in this context, but it, it adds a sort of um, high energy that's kind of a little digital sounding. I don't know how to mm. explain it. It's like, yeah, I know sometimes it's good. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> you can't I, get um, rid of it. Yeah, I'm generally quite careful with certainly using the presets with ozone stuff because it definitely has like a certain sound that mm. I guess is great if that's what you want. But yeah, I mean, I use the Exciter quite a lot like mm. for making sounds just because and I've kind of I, I you know I took the time to kind of train myself about what the different types of you know all the trio diode retro tape whatever what they sound like and what they're adding and what they're you know taking away oh did you wow you have way more <laughs> patience than I do <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just well, flick them <laughs> yeah because because the way I, you know because the way I use it like for sounds like I have to be kind of a lot pretty surgical with how I'm doing it and you know the, the sound mm. that it's on may be lasting like 250 milliseconds so like I know I, yeah I, yeah it's it's quite a, it's quite a task to kind of work out right what do I want to add and what's the best thing for it? I almost exclusively use retro and tape but occasionally I use try like mostly I'm adding sub and I'm adding maybe a little bit of bass it's just glue for the low end and then occasionally I'll add high stuff if I want people to hear it, Love. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I really liked the the bass part that you recorded on this. Um, yeah. Before, uh, when I knew you, you had almost a kind of phobia of playing bass, I remember right. Yeah, I mean, that was because <laughs> I was shit at it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah I well, I mean, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I was shit. I was not very good at bass. Um, yeah, no, I definitely I I bought this this fretless uh, from a from a secondhand dealer here in Faversham about maybe five years ago, and uh, yeah, the guy sold it to me. He's like, yeah, like I can't remember who it is, but some old jazz guy from the eighties was it, it was his practice bass guitar. I was like, oh yeah, who was it? And it was like, I don't know, but it was an old jazz player from the eighties. I'm like, okay. That sounds totally plausible, uh, but it was only like 150, so I just got it, uh, and it has no right sounding as good as it does because it's completely custom. Like it's got Fender Precision Bass written on it, but it's fucking not. <laughs> the sticker's peeling off. Um, but yeah, and and that's I I yeah I got that on a whim, without much money in my bank, and that forced me to learn how to play fretless bass a bit, but. To be honest, the reason why it sounds so good is because uh, I'm really good at stretch markers in, in Reaper, so. <laughs> <laughs> by hook or by crook, man, whatever, whatever yeah. gets the result. My, my, my pitching is like pretty damn good on a fretless now. Like It is pretty good. I didn't have to pitch any of it. But timing, oh, that's yeah, good. you know, not, 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 not so good. So yeah, I just timed everything with the kick basically and I feel then, like for uh, the fretless those are arguably both the same you know because I mean at some point you hit the right note so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if you slid enough yeah yeah I, yeah I can definitely yeah I can definitely just about manage it um and then all the slides uh most of the slides are um 
just me turning off uh, retain pitch with the stretch marker. Just I just stretch marker down, so it's like a so it's like a sub sub slide. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah that's, no, cool. that's that, cool. It's cool sound. It was a cool effect. It was really uh, good. Uh, yeah. No, it's a really yeah. good sound and bass. Uh, it and. So wait, it's just it's like a total Franken bass. Like someone's just took it apart and yeah, what? it's just completely <laughs> custom, completely custom made. Like you know, I mean, oh. I assume like you know, they didn't forge the, they good. didn't forge the machine heads, <laughs> but yeah, all the woods like its own thing, very clearly. And then I what I put it through guitar rig, and I think I put it on. Uh, it's on a preset with some tweaks. Scooped bass pro on guitar rig six, and then I twiggled some knobs <laughs> and fucked about with it but it's just you know it's got a pretty decent sound on its own it just needs just needs a little um a little taming and a little um compression mm. that's all it really needs no it was nice did it i mean did you have to cut out much high end because it sits real nice with the oh, synth yeah. we were talking about they don't no, didn't, really didn't, interrupt each other didn't really i mean there's a little what is there i think the preset cuts at 10k but like yeah i mean it doesn't oh, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of high end to the you know naturally to the sound i mean yeah it's a bit of a weird thing like um it's a fairly you know i wouldn't really want to play that bass live it's not the most stable but as long as you're sitting without knocking anything it sounds really good <laughs> what do you mean it's not the most like it doesn't keep tuning you mean or uh, uh no it just uh it's got it's got like dodgy, dodgy a dodgy pickup. Like sometimes it'll knock out if you're too rough with it and just have to give it a bash. Yeah. I should actually go in there and uh, do some soldering, but uh, haven't done it yet. So <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that like are like oh I don't want to knock it because it sounds so good. It's like yeah, but y y you can just fix it. <laughs> You're not going to change the sound by by yeah. soldering it correctly. I know. You shouldn't. Anyway. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just an excuse not to do it, yeah. It'll be done at some point. Yeah. I'm, I plan on doing a lot of soldering at some point. Um, but yeah, that's the bass. Pretty pretty simple. Every nice. time we use that bass, it's like, oh yeah, this is good. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. No, it was good. And then, uh, yeah, I guess uh, let's talk a little bit about the kind of ending part as well. Um, <laughs> the the whole tremolo guitar bit, because that's quite cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> the kind of vibe I wanted to create was, yeah, I wanted it to be like this sort of big rush. I wanted to kind of have, yeah, like a big ending. Uh, and yeah, I guess, I don't know, feel like you reached a destination, feel like you reached the aisle. Um, and yeah, that's just how it ended up sounding, I guess. Um, in a similar approach to before, I just sort of tremolo picked <laughs> different. I, I guess I just sort of voice led the chords and tried mm -hmm. to ascend, and then just sort of let it go crazy, sort of towards the end. Yeah, uh, as yeah. best I could. And then what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly, like, I mean, when 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 you when you said you oh, I got an idea for a section, like I got the kind of B section fair, like. I wonder what I can't think what I'd add to that. I'd I wonder what he's gonna do. And he came back and I was like, Wow, yes, this is cool. I know exactly what I'm gonna do to this. Because <laughs> funnily enough, like when we'd first started talking about this idea, I'd mentioned uh, Stravinsky's Symphony of Psalms. 
and like oh yeah yeah this That's definitely right. gives me gives me symphony of psalms feeling mm-hmm, i don't know mm-hmm. if you listened to it in the time but yeah de- it definitely i mean you know it's, it's uh some classic stravinsky there uh yeah. definitely worth a shout um uh so some neoclassic stravinsky don't you mean yeah neoclassic i mean yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 neoclassic isn't it um <laughs> <laughs> so what did i do I'll to it, it right so first thing i did to it was i was like right these guitars are cool but they need more so i put three delays on it <laughs> nice uh no uh, i think four. i accidentally left a slap back on one of the stems i sent you um somewhere oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think you did. I was like, oh, that's cool. Slap that. Yeah. And so I put, uh, so I put a half tapped delay on an LFO that comes in and out. Uh, then I put on Sound Toys Crystallizer, left it on the default. Primal tap, fucked about. What does with Crystallizer some... do? Again. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I fucking have no oh, idea. Oh, is it one of these? Is it one of these things that sort of brings out the high end of your signal in a way that's quite nice, like the Clarifonic or um, uh, something like that? No, it's it is a granular echo synthesizer, so it's granular shit, which explains why I've not used it very much because granular is a, a beast. Um. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't so, know anything about granular stuff. It, what does granular do? Uh, it's crystallizer. It like it's basically a pitch delay, kind of, with extras. Yeah. Um, I should really right. look into it and understand more of it because it's clearly a very powerful tool. So that whacked into it, then into Sound Toys Primal Tap. Uh, fucked about with some presets, mixed about just whatever. Then I put that through Sound Toys Echo Boy. This is all in Sound Toys Effect Rack, by the way. Um. So that was a 30, 30 second delay. And then that went into a micro shift, like what, 35% um, wet signal. So basically you end up with this massively widened what's it. And then I put all of that down to about 75% wet to, cause your, one of your feedback was like, where's the dry guitar? And I was like, good point. So I put the Trem guitar through a guitar rig amp and made sure some of that signal still came through. Uh, And then I was like, that sounds cool. But what really would sound cool is if I recorded myself saying some scripture backwards and then reversed it and put it through vocoder. So I did that. Wait, you said the scripture backwards and then recorded it? Yeah. Oh, wait, what, really? Like you read the words in reverse order? Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Can you wait? What does it? Uh, we need to inject what uh, it sounds like because I haven't even heard what it sounds okay. like. Not backwards, but it wasn't scripture. Re- well, uh, depending on your outlook, yeah. it was from the Book of Mormon. Uh, I googled. I I googled. What did I Google? I say I googled. What does St. Paul say when you get there? Or what does what does or like? And, 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 That's yeah. not in the Bible, man. I know, I know, I know. I know. I was like, "What does what does God say when you get to the pearly gates?" Essentially, was what I googled. And and there were luckily there. You know, you like Google does those little drop down suggestions, and they're always like some fucking melt question. And it was like, mm. "What does God say when you get there?" Like it was literally that. And then I got that, and I was like, from a Wikipedia thing. I was like, "Pearly gate." I think it was Wikipedia entry for pearly gates, and I was just like, "Yeah, whatever that'll do." And the oh, I, where did I, I can't even remember where I put it now. Uh, 
And it came from the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Because they have they have a script for Peter. Uh, the Book of Mormon teaches that there is no keeper of the gate. And in Nephi 941, Oh then, my beloved brethren, come unto the Lord, the Holy One. Remember that his paths are righteous. Behold, the way for man is narrow, but lieth in a straight course before him. That bit was what I... Uh, Behold, the way for man is narrow, but lieth in a straight course before him. I thought that was... Yeah, that was cool. So I grabbed that. Oh yeah, and, that's uh, very good. Yeah, it's it's cool, and also uh, I capitalised him at the end because you know that's meaning. Um, and the way the way I like reversed it was like I mean I know that you have not seen Twin Peaks, but I have seen Twin mm-hmm. Peaks, and in Twin Peaks there's uh, a place called is it the Dark Room or the Red Room or the back? There's a room. There's a room, uh, kind of like between worlds, and there is a. Uh, a little person there who speaks <laughs> <God damn>. uh, <laughs> this is why I don't want to watch Twin Peaks <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 yeah. no 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 it is great it is great <laughs> mate you haven't even seen the, the, the latest season that's like anti-television and I fucking love it um <laughs> Like, did you see? Did you see the little short that he put on Netflix, uh, the where he talks to the monkey? Yes, and it's yes. kind of like a film noir. It's really it. funny. It was great. It. I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but it made me laugh. I think. I think <laughs> a lot. A lot of. A lot of um, his stuff is meant to be funny. Um, it, yeah, he's. I can't remember. It would, name it'd be awful if it wasn't, though. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. might not be. It might be super sincere. Who knows? No, he's a pretty like. I would. I recommend like. Watch, there's some really good like YouTube videos of interviews with uh, um, Lynch, and he's just got a really cool like view of art and how he makes it. And like, yeah, he's just sort of like, he's all about the, you know, the the creative vision and does whatever he can to like achieve that. It just happens that his creative vision is bizarre, twisted fever dreams with a big slice of fifties America apple pie. <laughs> Uh, yeah anyway like so I was basically in that there's a room where when you're in the room between worlds you speak backwards but forwards so they recorded themselves saying the lines backwards like reading it backwards and then reverse that so it comes out forwards and Uh. there's there's a if you if you google it there's a there's a little there's a little like oh, documentary wait, thing. Oh wait, is this what is that what it's supposed to be when Lisa so, in yeah. this in the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode it appears yeah. in the dream to Chief Wiggum? Is that what that's supposed to be? Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. That's the inspiration for that. Okay, yeah, yeah all right, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, how yeah. they do that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's it's worth mentioning that this is like maybe that stuff like that is maybe five to ten percent, if that of Twin Peaks. Most of it is just this kind of like, you know, just like quiet town life. And then there's something sinister. Yeah. That's all of it. Yeah. And that's what makes me really bored. (laughs) Maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day you'll watch it and maybe one day you'll say, Oh, maybe, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I fucking love it. Also the music's great. Um, so yeah, I recorded myself saying it backwards, which sounds something like "Nih ev Wait, sounds sick. 
Nam. Raw. It did sound good. Right. It reminded me of Christopher Lee in The Lord <laughs> of the Rings. That that was yeah. that was my main thought yeah. while I was hearing it. Yeah. You, you gave me those vibes. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you said you put it through the the Akaiser. Yeah. So I put it through Isotope Vocal Synth and messed around with that a bit. And then I put it through Akaiser, which is a emulator for the old Akai S series samplers. What, what everyone used back in the drum and bass days. And yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a wicked little plugin, like completely free as well. It's like, it's wicked. Um, oh, is it free? That's I didn't get it. Yeah, it's, it's open source. It's open source. It's not even a VST. It's just a program. Oh, wow. I can really use that for yeah. the one game soundtrack I'm making because oh, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be super Akai vibes. That's uh, awesome. Sick. Yeah. All right. So let's right. do two stars and a wish for uh, this 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 year track. So what what do you what what went well? Uh, what went well? I mean, I think we 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 synergized well. Like we were both mm. bringing definitely different things, and it came together really well. So I think that was really good. I think we we bounced off one another really well. So that was nice. Um, and uh, I just really liked that reverse reading scripture vocoder thing because it was like I did that in like under 10 minutes <laughs> and it was like this is fucking ridiculous what the fuck am I doing oh well I'll send it as a joke and you were like this is fucking great what are you talking about and I was like oh, that's nice it took me under 10 minutes <laughs> yeah it was great it's super yeah. super effective i mean yeah. it, it definitely becomes like yeah a whole new track or whatever at that point but um mm. it's yeah it's definitely something to listen to <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. wish uh um, um i guess i probably could have spent spent a bit more time and effort on like the mix and the master side of things um oh really maybe i don't know i felt that i didn't put as much into that as like the composition bit but to be honest i think you're right when you said before that there wasn't a lot that needed to be done because you could hear everything because it wasn't a very dense mix mm. so yeah but, no that's definitely true and i think when it's it's weird right because i don't know how to approach this situation in terms of like the loudness war and stuff when you're making stuff that isn't like yeah. pop music and yeah. we live in a world where it's always possible to turn it up <laughs> pretty hmm. much yeah. and all the algorithms yeah. you know allow for it i mean like what what i mean yeah as long as it's balanced i think that's a, a major thing when it's like a natural sounding piece of music like this and we're, we're not yeah. trying to to, I mean, minutes minutes before got. we started this, I I had done a master, and and I listened back to it. I was like, actually, this doesn't have anywhere close to the dynamics as it originally did, and it's actually worse for it. So I just raised all the thresholds and did mm -hmm. another couple of tweaks and did it again because yeah, the it need you know there were definitely jumps in volume in there, but it needs the dynamics and it needs the kind of ebb and flow because that's the whole fucking nature of the thing and yeah, yeah. fuck the loudest wars we're way past that now uh, yeah it's, it's impossible to know it's impossible to know what you're doing with that just because 
the algorithms are so different and change all the time and you don't know yeah. when it, uh, what were you meant to do mm. um it, it's it's just it's just impossible so don't bother duck out um i like yeah. personally i still like making music that is loud because i guess oh maybe it's just because i grew up in that you know in that <laughs> mp3 world of you know things being just super chunky and um you know yeah. Or, yeah maybe maybe it's that or maybe i just yeah i just like that sound or maybe it's like the this deafness that i may or may not have um but <laughs> it's hard it's hard to balance it's hard to balance um mm. and I, I find myself just always being in that kind of pop mindset of like wanting to make stuff just as loud as possible and trying to push it and it's like well wait what if i don't try and push it what does that leave open to me potentially a lot yeah yeah i think i mean i i uh, tend on to do... the on the other no. side sorry i'm going to completely contradict myself yeah, yeah. i've been <laughs> i've been listening to some stuff on soundcloud lately uh if you go if you open up soundcloud it might suggest you a genre called digicore that i was listening to and it kind of reminded right. me of do you remember pc music yeah that whole thing yeah, that, oh, that yeah. was kind of fun. If, if you've never listened to PC music, I'm not really sure how to describe it for you. It was kind of, it was a label, it's, right? Um, uh, it's 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 Europop, but actually it was quite cool and maybe we should emulate it, basically. It's like, <laughs> Europop was a vibe, let's recreate it um, in the uh, most ironic yeah, but way, way possible. Yeah, with a lot of like overdone modern production techniques, that was the thing that stuck yeah. out most for me. Like a lot of auto tuning and uh, chipmunking things and, and doing things that was just really in excess, like where it was really obvious what was being done. There wasn't any attempt to be like, oh, this yeah. isn't an auto tune, like that kind of yeah, yeah, very yeah. naked computer stuff going on. So this genre kind of reminded me of that because. It like a lot of this stuff is just openly clipping, <laughs> uh, and I love that. I was like, "Oh wow!" Like you just you just put that in there, huh? And I, I don't know. I appreciated it um, mm. a lot because it's I don't know. Yeah. It's new. It's different. Um, <laughs> We're definitely at the apex of kind of bedroom production now, where it is very much if it sounds good, it is good. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. It's it's very the laptop cool. is the the folk instrument of of the century. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it's it's real cool. Uh, and also, that's what we're about. all those all those uh, all those PC music guys have all like a lot of them are now in LA making pop songs now. Like big money. Oh, is that a fact? I could believe that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Totally Ag 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 Cook and Danielle Hall are the two two guys. I know that because I just looked in the PC music and reminded myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that good memory, but yeah, no, I remember reading that they are, uh, or have have certainly done done big prop productions now. Same as a guy from Tame Impala. Oh, oh wow, yeah, I could totally believe that. Well, this uh, yeah, this Digicore stuff. It's more. I mean, it was like it's 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 very much like trap music based. You know what I mean? Like it is. Yeah. I, I, if you had to equate it to a genre, in terms of like what the instruments are doing and everything it's definitely that you know still rapping and stuff but like they're like i don't know just weird stuff like hyper limited vocals that are also Ooh. distorted and and auto-tunes like yeah just weird sounds where like it's just like they've just turned it up too much mm -hmm. i don't know i i liked it i liked it I, I it was just refreshing because like you spend all this time trying to tick these boxes trying to look like a genius and yeah. uh 
and then there's these kids and they're just like oh what's what's, what's clipping <laughs> it sounds cool <laughs> it yeah. sounds cool you just get that like one bit crunch from the 808 and it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i've been i've been thinking for a while what it's like what's like gonna be the influence of music from basically like the way that meme videos use sound and music because like, they do that a lot they crush things to yeah. one bit yeah that, that's yeah. common yeah it's uh it, yeah you know people often call it like bass like oh why is bass so funny like you know it's like yeah, they put a limiter up to 100 that's what that means but obviously if you don't mm -hmm. know what a limiter is that's not what you know it as but like yeah that's like a sound like you know there's loads of, like you know i guess the start of it was you know the drop you know here's the drop but times a million and it's just like <laughs> but you know and now that is just like a sound now a horribly <laughs> distorted limited fucked up piece of shit but then when you you think about like um when you know the rolling stones first started recording um to be a yeah. studio engineer you wore like a white lab coat you know and mm. you know they'd be like you know whacking their hands away from the knobs like what are you doing you're distorting the sound and they're like yeah man that's what it's about you know? <laughs> and you know that seems like stupid back then but then again i don't know if it's exactly the same because distortion happened already and they tried their best to get rid of it as much as possible so that you could just yeah. hear things because before that it was like edison uh, yeah. wax tubes um, I, I learned something yeah. interesting about when Edison discovered uh, recorded voice and they like they used to go around showing it to people and they'd like go up with like a gramophone and they'd be like listen to this and the voice would come out like and like people literally wouldn't even recognize it was a human voice <laughs> and they'd be like what was that and they'd have to say oh no that's a human voice listen to it and then they could listen to it and they would know what was being said because they could like pick it out i guess yeah yeah but I, a combination of like how bad the fidelity was and and the fact that they'd never seen a recorded or heard of a recorded voice they were I unable mean, to to recognize it i can so. i can believe that because i still don't understand sports radio am yeah here. like there was there was something like so strong like i have this kind of like weird kind of like uh kind of Oh, what's the fucking thing called? Synesthetic like memory with sports radio and having a really bad headache in a car. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's always just something <laughs> like there's varies in intensity, but it's always completely unintelligible garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, the days when you would sometimes have to listen to a football oh, game God. on the radio. Yeah. Those were I mean, the, I mean, I, the, I mean, <laughs> it was doubly compounded by the fact that I was unable to concentrate on anything for what five minutes, let alone an hour and a half. That's why I never was able to get to football. It just, it just never went in. Never went in. Yeah. Doesn't you, you, you don't get you, you don't you get to choose. Yeah. <laughs> Football's in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So two stars and a wish. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I just like the whole thing. It turned out a lot cooler. Uh, it wasn't supposed to have this kind of groovy vibe. It turned into this quite groovy mm. thing that you know. I could definitely see having a place. I didn't use kind of the chord sounds that I initially intended to, but I liked the ones that mm. I came up with. 
I sort of came up with that by uh, I just wrote out all the chords that are in the melodic minor yeah. scale. And I noticed that a lot of them, because of the way the melodic minor scale goes, it has a lot of, it's almost like a whole tone scale, really. Yeah. <laughs> it has so many consequent major mm -hmm. seconds. Um, and then like a little bit with minor seconds in it. Um, and as a result of that, I guess, like almost every chord has uh, an equivalent, a major second up or down, depending on how you look at it. So the the one chord is a minor chord and then up from that which is the c minor in this case and then the one up from that mm. was a d minor and then the next chord i did was a g which is an augmented one which i guess you could call major and it moves down to an f which i think also has an augmented in the scale perhaps i don't remember off the top yeah of that my head. was f something anyway, yeah, in the code major chart. second apart <laughs> f yeah. at 9 i reckon mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i think it was and um and yeah, the two the two minor seven flat fives uh, there. I'll, I'm I'm gonna throw up all the the chord sheets and everything of, of my notes or whatever, so, so that people can see what it is. Um, and yeah, no, it, it 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 doing that actually, even though the chords don't really seem to fit in any obvious like sort of centered tonality, I think kept them kind of grounded. I don't know why just playing any two chords a major second apart is vaguely appealing yeah <laughs> you can you can understand that on some auditory level and then the top melody i guess is still very simple it's kind of reminiscent of like a, a dorian mode or whatever so i think what i liked seems about too it odd. there's there's like two things there's always this sense of like moving forward and traveling because it's kind of always like kind of rising and like building up slowly in steps, like the kind of, you know, the shape of the melody of it. But it's also got this kind of, because of the way that you've done the guitars, like you've recorded like three parts and then I basically processed them all under one bus. It's sort of like this kind of strange kind of call and response kind of falling on top of mm. one another. I think just the way in mm. which you've kind of structured the rhythm of the guitar part around the drums is like really interesting. It's got that kind of kind of, I guess it's kind of swung kind of feel to it. It, 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 all, it all plays into that kind of that ebb, ebb, well, and, ebb and flow. Yes, but it's compound time in it. Yeah. No, I, well, I appreciate that. It is mm. an, an odd rhythm and, and it's almost kind of contradictory because it's, it's quite spacey, but also kind of trips over itself, particularly the, the lead part in the middle part. Mm. Um, yeah, in a way, this is a little bit odd. Um, I, I agree. <laughs> um, the it, main I, reason in some that ways, I recorded actually, it is... Oh. oh, sorry. No, in some ways, it reminded me of... Do you remember that... that It was that album, that, that little sort of EP thing that Aphex Twin brought out after... Oh, no, no, it's not, actually. No, it was... Uh, there's, a, there's a couple tracks, basically um, Aphex Twin's piano tracks on, like, truck cues and stuff, where it's got that kind of piano, that kind of, like, mm. stilted, like kind of like mm. lots of sus like uh, suspense suspensions and kind of just like I love those sounds yeah, yeah, yeah that, that he he comes up with kind of remind me really of really cool that. chords yeah. yeah no and I, I I often feel when I make stuff like this I'm like am I just trying to be Aphex Twin in these moments <laughs> <laughs> well you know but you know yeah it's a cool sound though just these thoughtful tones that aren't super concordant and aren't super discordant and kind mm. of don't even necessarily have like 
fixed directions, you know, there isn't any like nice voice leading really going on in, in, in the main part of it or anything. Yeah. Um, I should say the thing I was going to say there was uh, <laughs> the reason that I recorded it instead of because I could <laughs> when I played it on my tiny guitar, I could play kind of all the parts at once <laughs> and it was yeah. fine you know i was just sort of but when it came to recording it, i was like oh i'm not getting this the nice sound that i want because like i would yeah. stop something ringing out when moving the chords and they're weird chords it's like a, they're, the first one's a major minor seven which you know yeah. don't use that every day and then you're trying to move melody <laughs> on top of it and uh well you shouldn't use it every day if you if you use minor major sevens every day stop yeah <laughs> i'm telling you now okay so yeah, get yourself booked into a clinic, son, because that's not right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're working on the sequel to Alien Isolation or something. Get, yeah. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the only thing I wish I did better was just the, the tremolo picking part, I guess. I, for some reason, I feel like I wish it transitioned smoother. Maybe if I'd given myself an extra bar... To kind of to go into it, I did it kind of lazily and quickly because I wasn't sure how well the idea would even kind of play off. <laughs> and then yeah, once yeah. I had recorded all the parts, I was like, "Oh no, this is quite good actually." Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to then do those kind of slidey bits into it. I wanted to suggest as well, possibly when those kind of slidey tremolo bits are kind of gearing in, if there was a way to maybe have those like quickly pan as they as it faded in just so that it gave the appearance almost like birds flying around mm. your head or something like that yeah that would have been nice that would have been cool i know what you mean i'm trying to think what it is in my head that does that but yeah it's almost like <laughs> a kind of um sounds a bit like a fucking war of the worlds prog album what's it called what's his name War of the Worlds prog album. What, Wait, by like you, Camel or something? Do you not know the War of the Worlds prog album? Jeff Wayne. Oh, Jeff Wayne's I, musical no, version. No, I didn't know there was a... Oh! No, I didn't know that existed. Oh! Oh! Yeah, listen to that. Just listen to that. All right. It's fucking great. Right, I mean, it's on. the progest thing in the fucking world, but it's fucking great. <laughs> it's the best version of War I, of the Worlds. Do you like prog? I've always wondered this yeah. because, I mean, you know, the listeners at home don't know this. Matt is in a, a folk rock band called Green Diesel who've been going for a good while. You've got to be doing that for like 10 years at this point now. Yep. Yep. I've been in that band <laughs> for 10 years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loving every minute of it. Yeah. And uh, 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 you've never seemed like much of a prog fan, but um, I've always felt like prog and folk sort of you know what hand in hand i mean i i could this is a big subject for me like i i could i could talk for a long 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 time about how and why and where prog and folk rock kind of like sit on top of one another but yeah next time maybe but yeah yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a massive massive prog fan and when i say prog i don't mean fucking dream theater that's not prog um <laughs> And wow. anything, anything, wow, any, Matt, calm down. It's they, they're fucking shit. Yeah, they are awful, but like, damn, damn. It's, it's not prog. <laughs> that's just wanking. Like, prog isn't just about wanking. Prog is just like, you know, damn. epic jams. And yeah, arranged it. Like, okay, yeah. Certainly, when I, I'm, when I was at please uni, write in and fight with Matt. By the way, I want to read your arguments, <laughs> even though I agree with him. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you can't convince me otherwise. I've made up my decision and I'm, my, I'm entitled to my opinion, basically. So that's, that's my position. Mm-hmm. Although I will be terrified of any conflict. So yeah, have at it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I certainly when I was at Brighton, uh, I think I still liked Prague, but I kind of pretended I didn't because uh, everyone else seemed to think it wasn't cool. <laughs> there was a fair bit of that. And it wasn't. Um, yeah, it was not a fair times. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now, like, yeah. I, I mean, at the time, I, the I biggest love, things in Prague I love Genesis. Where... <laughs> You love Genesis. You love Genesis. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Genesis. Right. Genesis are very, very good. Oh, that's right. You, you, you put me on the Brand X and stuff as well, didn't you? Yeah. Brand X. Brand X. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know Brand X, Brand X was a band that um, Phil Collins was in, yeah. which is like way more extreme kind of prog music. It, it is. I it's mean, listen, f- you listen to it, yeah. you're like, oh wow, this is hard to play. It's like <laughs> fu- fusion meets Primus. The the bassist in there, I think. Percy Jones, he's a yeah, he's a very cool bassist actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Phil Collins does shred it. Yeah, gotta give gotta give credit where credits due. Yeah, big PC. Yeah, he is that. <laughs> he did some good things. Peter Gabriel, the better of the two, though. <laughs> I would I would say hands down, hands down. Mm. I saw a meme that was like, ah. <laughs> I think it was like Disney. We need we need a soundtrack for this movie about a guy that lives in the jungle. And Phil Collins is like, all right, cool. Let me just do this pile of cocaine off this drum set. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know. Yeah. Can you show me? <laughs> yeah, seems pretty accurate. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. Big energy. Big energy. Doesn't sound like Tarzan, but big energy. Yeah. I mean, okay, so in terms of prog, what prog I like, I like the good proper jam band progs from the 70s. And, like, have you ever listened to, like, the really fucking mental ones, like Soft Machine? Uh, Wait, so that's Alan Holdsworth, isn't it? Was Alan Holdsworth in Soft Machine? I want to say yeah. Uh, Who's in Soft Machine? Oh no! Well, I, yeah, I think not. I'm aware. If Alan were in it, then yeah, that's pretty mental. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't think so. Oh no! Robert White, Kevin Ayers, oh. David Allen, and Mike Ratledge. But yeah, kind of that Canterbury sound kind of thing. There's definitely some <laughs> some very cool shit going on. Canterbury sound. <laughs> <sighs> yes, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm from. It yeah, had a sound cool. back then. I didn't, I didn't know. I was not yeah, aware. no, no, no. Canterbury sound <laughs> is like a big, big prog sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I, I mean, if there was a Glasgow sound, I'm not sure what it would be. It might be something like my dad's <laughs> band. My dad was in the the Cosmic Rough Riders, who were briefly like the biggest band in Glasgow. Uh, except maybe Travis, I think Travis or Texas were big at the same time, so maybe <laughs> not actually. <laughs> but they they did pretty good. Um, it would be them, or I don't know. Yeah, there's not that. There's not. There's not. Never really been a consistent scene that comes out of Glasgow, but at least in the time that I'm known, um, to like get big and stuff. You know, like you get odd artists. Like Peter Capaldi is probably the latest one. Yeah, but like he's nothing like. 
churches <laughs> or there's the whole there's the whole like, like scream. Glasgow indie indie kind of scene like yeah there well, is a I, lot I mean, of that yeah I know I know how you feel about Bell and Sebastian um uh-huh. oh wow that's a different so yeah there's that's a different indie scene but yeah that yeah. also exists that's that's yeah. that's like that's the student scene or was yeah yeah did you ever listen to yeah. Arab Strap? Not the Bell and Sebastian song, like the band Arab Strap. No, I didn't know. They were kind of interesting. Uh, it's kind of like Train Spotting meets Neutral Milk Hotel. That's cool. Which is I guess. yeah, it's it's literally that. It's literally that, and you either like it or you don't. I think. Yeah, I'm not a big indie fan. Yeah, I I, I try to be. I try to be. I try to be for Win. Win loves indie. You know, she she <laughs> yeah. she's she's mega into it, but. I, uh, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I was listening to Strokes the other day. I like the Strokes. Uh, oh, the Strokes are, India, I guess. The Strokes, uh, yeah, the Strokes are good. They are a good band. Like annoyingly good, like super yeah. tight, like like really on it, like more than they need to be for what they're doing. But yeah. also not because I, <laughs> it, it would be hard to pull off if they weren't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good. Sick. All right, let's talk about it next time. So, um, all right, I don't know. Let's yeah. make a let's look at another month, I guess, like for April Fools. Shall uh, we say? Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, we'll try good. and try and make our next track. And the brief this time, drum roll, mm-hmm. is drum and bass. Yes, yes, we're doing yeah. we're doing some drum and bass. Yeah, uh, we are gonna work out a way to do. Um, I think a more random way of of working out our briefs, which are gonna be a variety of things. I think they could be poetry, lyrics, maybe even jazz standards, melodies mm. to be varied on. That could be fun. Uh, yeah. Scenes from movies, really anything you can imagine. I guess. Yeah, uh, as long as it's some sort of binding. <laughs> yeah, a jump, a kind. jumping off point, some kind of limitation, because lim- limitations are good. <laughs> yeah, but probably yeah. to begin with, we're gonna mostly do things that we want to do until, we, until yeah. we run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. first thing we wanted to do was something that summed up the the weird model and mood that was February twenty twenty one. It's a weird time. If you're listening to this in the future, yeah. it's been a hard year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but spring's coming. It's sounding nicer. And uh, yeah, so we're going to do some drum and bass. And that's really it. That's all the brief is this time. It's just drum and bass. Uh, yeah. What are your, your hopes and plans for the future with this one? Um, well, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that it's going to somehow turn into a time machine and take me back to the 90s and I'm a junglist. Ideally mm. that, you know, blue sky mm. thinking. But uh, yeah, I mean, it has to be some pretty intense break beats to rip through the space time continuum. The last time I made some drum bass when I was the last time I was making drum bass, I was getting getting used to my Digitact sampler, and it was quite intense. Uh, yeah, I was I was basically just sort of twitching for like five hours and just going yes, fuck yes, just a, a lot of like you know that thing where you where you whack your hands and it, they they snap together like that like just yeah. I, I got wrist pain from doing it so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, you got really into it. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. Drum awesome. bass puts me in a really weird 
powerful headspace, especially square pusher. Like I just get this kind of like mad nervous energy. And I want to kind of like bounce off the walls. So I'm basically looking oh. to do that for myself. It's so good. I, I do. I do like some drum and bass uh, of, yeah. of of many many descriptions. I've been talking mm. to Win a lot lately because I was I was saying uh, I've been listening to the I May Destroy You soundtrack and it had a few kind of throwback uh, garage tunes. Uh, if you're not from the UK, you probably don't know this genre. Garage was big in the <sighs> kind of early two thousands for us, garage and it's. It, oh, I mean, I I still like it. I still think yeah. I I can put it on. You know, it it, it is it. cool. It, 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 it and it's based on this. I don't know. Like it's, it's similar to drum and bass. It's based on the the two step beat, which is like that. That's it. It's mm. that early kick on the the two and really is what mm. makes it. Um, but it's also fast. And I don't know. It's just this really fast rhythm. And there's nothing really like it in the US anyway. Excuse me. And uh, if you play anything with that sort of rhythm to someone from the US, they just get really upset. They don't know what it is. <laughs> That's um, funny. It's, it, it's a disconcerting experience for them. I can understand why. <laughs> because, yeah, if you didn't grow up with it, it's like, what is this? Is this, is this pop music? Why is the rhythm confusing? <laughs> why is this so confusing? Yeah. And it's oh, really it's what, so, yeah, it's... it's it's so important for UK music, grey music, drum and bass, garage. Yeah, it, it yeah. all kind of yeah fits in. It's this all part and parcel place. of this fucking mad island where dance music was created. <laughs> Basically, there's so there's so there's so much of the UK in like dance That's music. That's I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm from the UK, so it's it's kind of it's kind of a thing that you know people from Britain say they invented every genre of music, you know, which isn't true, but there's definitely something no, to it. Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> there's something to some right yeah. i think i think yeah the uk punches above its weight certainly i think that's yeah. what how i would define yeah. it I, I wouldn't say they created dance music because a lot of the roots of techno and house um are in detroit and Chicago yeah, yeah true and these but in you know industrial there's still like the midwest there's still like the hacienda and like manchester yeah. you know that's yeah that's pretty big and like that was yeah, a big the, thing. the uk yeah. dance scene like rave culture there's also the goal scene and that that's yeah absolutely an offshoot of obviously i mean i, I, I don't I, I never went to go but i assume it was all white people yeah <laughs> that's just that's just british colonialism i mean you could all tie it back yeah. to just say the reason why i've had so much influence is because we had so much influence on everything because of colonialism like yeah sure ah, right enough yeah 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 because yeah. cause we, we had the means of production and also this kind of like weird anti-authoritarian kind of just madness that permeates yeah, everything. It's a, it's a dumb yeah. place. So anyway, yeah, if we're going to make some drum and bass. We're not sure exactly what it's going to involve. Our, I think our process for making it is going to be different to how we did this. My suggestion was that we just both try and make some loop and then we'll mm. try and meet our loops in the middle. And I think that we're going to try and just not and give as little information regarding what those loops are going to be between each other. Because I think it'll be really funny if we have two different things and two different BPMs yeah. and keys and we, we just have to somehow bridge them. That's my goal. I think that'll yeah. be fun. I mean, I'm if, guessing if they are different BPMs, it's going to be one six something. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you may be guessing wrong. I'm really keen to hear what you make because I, I make kind of drum and bassy stuff pretty often, but it's always for uh, game jams, and yeah. it's I don't really have much hardware, so I kind of do it all in the box, and it's a lot of clicking mm. and uh, the the most kind of hardwarey thing I did. I do is like yeah I, I rig up little delays and stuff so that I can like pull those in and out so add like little drum hits and things like that um, sick. Yeah. but it sounds like what you do is or what you, you have a decent amount of like samplers and sequencers and stuff so you can do some cool yeah I'm gonna see see what happens and see what comes out yeah yeah that'll be good man so yeah so uh here it is i guess like what we're going to do every time is we're going to put in uh, an open invitation if you want to by april 1st uh send us some drum bass music that you've made uh do it that's your that's your brief make a drum bass tune send it to us and uh it will I guess, I mean, it would be nice to pick our favorites, you know, and listen to them and, and talk about them, yeah. talk about what we like. But, uh, you know, I don't want to make it a competitive thing. It's not It's not a badge of honor. No. Nah. Um, you we know, could. if something's our favorite, it's our favorite. It doesn't mean it's the best. Yeah. We could just say, here's, here's some positive feedback, guys. <laughs> yeah, that as well. That as well. And I also yeah. want to hear feedback on the tunes that we make. If people think it's good yeah. or if they think it's shit, you know, please tell us. Um, yeah. If you think it's really shit, absolutely do tell us because I actually I want to read yeah. really brutal things. <laughs> I think that would be yeah, fun. yeah, 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 yeah. Criticism is definitely important. All right, it took me a while to learn that one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, that's it. That's it. April first, drum and bass. Uh, yeah, no, that's all for me. Uh, I've been Daniel. Yeah, I have been Matt. Yeah, and we'll continue to be. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Just Make Some Fucking Noise, You Cunts. I may have the swear yeah, words the wrong way around in that. No, it wouldn't work otherwise. No.